Hello again, everybody. This is Corey Atkinson with the Pro Wrestling Elitist Podcast for November the 10th, 2020. How are you doing? I hope you're doing good. This is our post-election version of the podcast. We did not put one out last week. Well, because of the election and because I had COVID. Uh, My COVID situation is fine. Um, Everything is good. The, The country... You know, I'm a fan of of what seems to be the outcome. Hopefully you are too. But enough about that. Let's go ahead and get on to today's topic. Today we are going to talk about the much maligned women's division of AEW. And I know you're asking yourself, self, why do I care about the women's division? Why should I care about the women's division? AEW certainly doesn't seem to care about their women's division. And I would implore you to, well, one, first, let me just say that you're not wrong, but let me implore you that the women's division within all elite wrestling can be a vital cog of what they do. Should they choose to utilize it? I feel like this time, this moment in time following the full gear pay-per-view is a great opportunity to revisit what problems exist within the women's division right now within AEW anyway, and some potential solutions to those problems. First and foremost, let's take a look at the full gear pay-per-view. I feel like that's a good starting off point, a, a good touchstone for all of us to kind of get behind and look at and examine within AEW. AEW proper anyway. There was only one match represented on the pay-per-view card. That was the AEW Women's Championship match between Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. And you could say, well, hey, Corey, wait a minute. There was another match on the show, too. And you're not wrong. There was. For the NWA Women's World Championship, it was Serena Deeb taking on Allison Kay. But that was on the pre-show. That was on the buy-in. I don't necessarily consider that to have taken place at the full gear pay-per-view. That was something that was was meant to entice you into buying the pay-per-view. It was not part of the proper card, of, of the card top to bottom. It's it, If you look at any wrestling database, you're not going to find... Serena D versus Allison K having had happened at the full gear pay-per-view. There'll be an asterisk maybe, but there will not be a part of that card. And let's not be foolish. Let's not be, let's not be foolhardy. I, I think that we can sit here and look objectively and say that the NWA women's world championship, it didn't have any kind of a build. Allison K was a free agent. And was just released from her NWA contractual obligations. She was brought in to take on Serena Deeb. And to help establish Serena Deeb as the NWA Women's World Champion. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you look at Deeb and if you look at Kay in that match. A couple of things stood out to me. Namely around Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb is 
so fucking good. She is so good. And if anybody knew her independent career, um, you know, I'm a, a, at this point, elder statesman of, of the sport of professional wrestling. I watched her rise her, her career through shimmer and other promotions. I'm, I'm very familiar of the work of Serena Deeb. And right now she is clicking on, on, you know, I was going to say clicking in all cylinders, but that is not the adage. It is firing in all cylinders. Cylinders have pistons, yada, yada, yada. So, um, Serena Deeb, you know, she is carrying a, another, she's, she's contracted to AEW, but she is carrying another promotions women's championship, their top prize in that division. Absolutely. No problems there for me. If anything, I feel like it gives more opportunity and more exposure to the women's division. So let's set that aside and let's take a look at the match that did take place at full gear. That match being Hikaru Shida taking on Nyla Rose. And let's be honest, outside of maybe, for me anyway, the MJF-Chris Jericho match, this was, this was the outlier. This was a, a bit of a slog. It was hard to get through. I heard Bully Ray or Bubba Ray Dudley, whatever you want to call him, on the Busted Open radio show talking about the match, saying that they had the perfect finish, and I agree with him on this, and they blew past it for reasons. I don't know why. It was stupid. In hindsight, it was foolish. I'm not sure who the agent was for the match. I'm not sure who helped them put that together, but they needed an editor in that moment to tell them, no, this is your finish. This is what, this is what works. Here's why it works. They didn't have that going into this match. And it's a shame. It is a damn shame. The match itself wasn't great either. Let's, let's not mince words. It's not like, the blown finish of the match was the reason why the match didn't work. The match didn't work in my, again, this is my opinion in, in my estimation, the match didn't work because Hikaru Shida has, has been a little long in the tooth as champion. And not that she's had a lot of opportunity to actually compete and, and be the champion, but I have to imagine being a competitor in a foreign country with very few people that you can call on and rely on here stateside as you're quarantined through a pandemic. It's, it's not this situation is not something that is conducive to someone in that situation to thrive in. And my heart goes out to Sheeta. I think from what I know of Sheeta, she seems like a really great person. And her matches early into her run in AEW, specifically against Shauna, were fucking great. They were wonderful. They were a lot of fun to watch. But now what? We've got these slow and, and plotting matches against really only Nyla Rose. The only good match that I can recall Sheeta having, having, Recall Sheeta having during her AEW World Championship 
uh, women's world championship tenure, her run was against Penelope Ford. And that was, it was good. It was a good match. I don't want to discredit the match at all. Um, Penelope Ford looked really good. Hikaru Shida looked really good. The Thunder Rosa match should have been a match tailor made for the skill sets of, of both women. And really the only woman that came out of that match looking good was Thunder Rosa. I'm not sure if Sheeta's working through an injury. I'm not sure if it's just the, the fact of, of 2020 being 2020. Hard to say. What I can tell you is she looks out of her element right now. She doesn't look like she belongs as the women's champion. And let's not be naive either. We know at this point that the de facto champion, the person that is going to dethrone Hikaru Shida is Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker, whether it's this year or the beginning of next year, will be the one that dethrones Shida. There is nothing wrong with that. Britt Baker has been easily the most entertaining thing in the women's division throughout 2020. 100%. It's the right call. Britt Baker should be the world champion of the women's division in AEW. But once Sheeta drops that title, what's left for Sheeta? I don't know. I don't know what you do with Sheeta after that. I don't think you turn her heel. I think that's a mistake. I, I hope they give her some time to figure out whatever is going on with her because when she's throwing those, those, those running almost like shining wizard type of knees, they're being done right now in slow motion. They look horrendous. There's no impact behind them. There's no oomph behind them. I mean, I'm not expecting her to throw a fucking V trigger into the face of her competitor, but I need it to look like when she is, is hitting those ropes and rebounding back at her opponent that it looks like it's going to finish them off. Either that or stick to the Falcon arrow as your finish. I don't know, but she you know, the, the problem that the, the, the AEW team right now has is that the women's roster, the, the women that they put on television consistently is so thin. You've got Big Swole. And as much as I like Swole, she doesn't, she, she's so charismatic, but she is not good in the ring. Not now, not yet. Maybe someday, but she's got two left feet in that ring sometimes. Nyla Rose, you just did that with, with, with Sheeta. You can't really go back to that well right now. Shanna's out. Statlander's out. Penelope, who the hell knows what's going on? She's just a manager for right now. They have not done a thing with Penelope Ford in, in months. In months. And I know that they're going to do a wedding angle, and that's all well and good, but come on, you got to give her some ring time. Who else is there? Ivelisse? You can't reward Ivelisse for being a petulant douche, you know, 
Her match against Thunder Rosa, I would have fired her on that alone. That was inexcusable, unprofessional garbage. That was dog shit. But you do have Diamante, Ivelisse's tag team partner. Diamante, I do believe, much like Ivelisse, is signed to an AEW deal. To the best of my knowledge, I never officially made that declaration, but if, if Meltzer and others are to be believed, then absolutely. Um, Diamante is an option, I guess. The problem with Diamante is that outside of winning a match against Ivelisse and winning the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament, what else has she done? It feels like a major step back for Sheeta if that's the direction that they choose to go. There's Tay Conti. There's Anna Jay. Brandy Rhodes. There's Allie. But when you hear those names, do any of them sound like they are proper top names? Names that are, are suited to feud with the AEW Women's Champion, or in this case, in this conversation, the former AEW Women's World Champion? The answer is no. At least for me, that answer is no. I would love to see Tay become a beast in this division. I think she's earned it. I think Anna Jay has looked extraordinary in the matches that she's had. If you look at the rest of the division, and what I mean by the rest of the division, I mean the people that, to the best of my knowledge, are not signed, but have victories. So, Kylan King, Red Velvet, Abaddon, I, actually, I should correct myself. I do know that Abaddon is is signed, but she is, to the best of my recollection, injured right now through, you know, I'm not really entirely sure what happened there. I, I probably should know, but I don't. Regardless, Abaddon, if you are listening to this, which I'm sure you're not, I do hope that you are getting better, feeling better. I'm excited to see your return and to see what it is that you do. But moving along here, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to lay out in front of you, what I'm trying to show you is that the roster right now, if you cut out Thunder Rosa, who is with the NWA, and if you cut out the NWA Women's World Champion Serena Deeb, there is nothing going on, nothing for 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 Nyla to do after this. And nothing for Sheeta to do after this. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't sit here and wait for Riho and, and Yuka Sakazaki to come back. That's a mistake. Riho wasn't that great to begin with. She bumps her ass off, which I appreciate, but she has no fucking charisma. And Yuka Sakazaki's got charisma, but she's only wrestled three times, maybe. Within AEW, that is. And yeah, she's, she's, I know these Tokyo Joshi competitors have a soft spot in the heart of, of they, they hold a soft spot in the heart of, of Kenny Omega Great, But if I'm the casual viewer, why do I give a shit about them? They don't speak English and that's not meant to be a stupid fucking racist thing, but they don't. It's, it's hard for them since they don't speak the English language to connect. 
And then AEW has not done a good job of taking competitors that, that are not homegrown that are not from the, you know, the, the United States or Canada, like they have not done a good job presenting them in a way that is compelling that, that makes you latch on to their character or, or their skill set. You know, we're not even getting like, you know, a, a two minute hype video, you know, taking their, their words, translating that into English so that the viewer can understand, you know, what, what, what is driving them? What is compelling them to want to compete at this level to, to challenge for the world, world title um, that they feel betrayed by another person's actions or that they want retribution something like there's just, there is no fucking build behind anything that they're doing in the women's division right now. And it's a shame. It's a fucking shame. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've got the answers, but what they need to do is they need to find who resonates with the, the, the AEW audience right now. I'm talking, let's just say four names for right now. And these four names, they don't touch, you know, except for pay-per-views, you know, let's just say for the sake of this conversation, and this doesn't have to be anything that we go with, but let's say that you've got Serena Deeb, right? Well, we'll throw her in for this, this conversation. Cause she is under contract to, to, to AEW. So we've got Serena Deeb. We've got Britt Baker. We've got Nyla Rose. And we've got Hikaru Shida. Those are the, the, the four big names that we had coming into the full gear. These are the four names that we're going to go ahead and move forward with coming out of full gear. You take these four names or maybe even a fifth name, but you know, throw, throw an Anna J in there. I don't fucking care, but you need to build to a situation where you've got two of these women they're in a program until the next pay-per-view. So the next pay-per-view being revolution, which I believe is at the end of February. Right. And there can be different things prior to that, that don't involve these two necessarily mixing it up. But you know, they're they're One of them is, is rising the ranks and getting ready to take on the world champion. The world champion is fending off maybe a, a Penelope Ford or a, I don't know. Um, Kylan King for the sake of this conversation. It doesn't really matter who it is, but they are fending off the challenge of someone that has earned the opportunity to take them on and or somebody that they have a personal gripe with. And let's say they do that up to New Year's Eve, right? The, the end of the year. Let's just say in this, the, the sake of this conversation that we have, um, Hikaru Shida takes on Kylan King. Kylan King somehow becomes a contender or does something to piss off Shida, maybe breaks her kendo stick or, or something. I don't know. Um, these are lame examples, but this is just a high level overview of what they can do, right? So Shida fends off Kylan King. Beginning of the year, we start brand new. We've got Britt Baker. Britt Baker becomes your number one contender, 
takes on Sheeta, dethrones Sheeta at Revolution. Meanwhile, you've got three other women that we're building our division around in Nyla Rose, in I think I said Anna J, and I believe I said Serena Deeb. Deeb's going to continue to to carry that NWA championship, and, and theoretically, she could lose it at any point in time with the the way that you know relationships and wrestling can work. So let's say that she you know drops the title of Thunder Rosa, and Thunder Rosa's off our TV for a while, right? So we still have Deeb, we still have Jay, and we still have Nyla Rose. This is where you can start plugging people in. You can have Penelope Ford take on Serena Deeb. Face versus face versus villain. You know, it's it's an undercard feud, but we are building both people's characters. We are building a, a rivalry and something that you can revisit down the line. And, you know, if these two were to clash at revolution or before revolution or, or um, at beach break or whatever it might be, the winner of that can come back and be like, you know what? Uh, in this case, let's say it's uh, Serena Deeb. We're going to have, De- we're, we're building to Deeb versus Britt Baker at double or nothing. You, this gives us an opportunity to put some wins, some momentum behind Deeb as Brits defeating Sheeta or the championship. This is not hard. Like when, when I'm talking through this, this is booking one one This is not fucking difficult. What we're, what we're finding as we're talking through this is that the women just haven't been given the opportunity, and that's a shame. Coming into AEW, one of the things that excited me most was Brandy Rhodes taking the stage uh, January 2019 and telling us that the women are going to be treated equally, that they are going to get paid equally. I can't speak for the pay, but I can tell you right now, as we're, we're, we're looking at the product of AEW. The women are not being treated equal. At all. And don't tell me that we haven't had an opportunity to bring in some talented women. Lindsay Snow sitting in the audience of AEW Dark. Why the fuck are you bringing her into Dark and not using her? She is incredible. Give her an opportunity to show you what she can do. And hopefully out of that, you sign her. You need more women like that. Right? Um, Alex Grassi is another example. You brought her in. She had a match on dark. It's one fucking move in. Maybe two. Doesn't really give you an opportunity to, to really highlight her skills at all. You know, that drove me crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, as we're taking a look at these different talents that we're hoping to, to potentially bring in or build a division around or help bolster the ranks of our division. Sorry, that was my cat attacking me. Um, uh, we were talking about the, the rankings and the division and bolstering the, the roster. Whether it's with Lindsay Snow, whether it's with Alex Grassi, or whether it's with a Tessa Blanchard, drastic steps, drastic measures, they, they need to happen right now. You can't carry this into 2021. 
you can't have an archaic take on the women's division in this day and age. It's not going to fly at some point, whether it's me or somebody more prominent, they're going to call you on your bullshit. AEW knows better. And it's not like, you know, the, the wrestling journalist world isn't aware of it. If you look at the AEW conference call that they had following full gear, it was absolutely brought up on a uh, multiple times, both, both to Serena Deeb and to Tony Khan. Tony Khan even admitted as much to, as saying that they'd, you know, uh, drop the ball in the build to Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. No shit. Really? Love Tony Khan. I love AEW. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, but that, that rebuttal, that retort, it felt fucking tone deaf to me. Like, yeah, you, you really fucked this up. And I'm not really hearing the accountability or the ownership over the problem. This division needs a kick in the ass and it needs a kick in the ass fucking tomorrow. Like ASAP tomorrow on dynamite. We've got Tay Conti taking on red velvet and, and I love both women. I think that match is going to be great, but let's be completely transparent. Unless they're going to build Conti up to be a world beater, which I don't think they're going to do. The match serves very little purpose. Is the purpose to further the Anna J. Brandy Rhodes feud that we're all just lapping up? I don't know. I mean, that feels like what they're, they're trying to do. But is that the best utilization of their time? Brandy Rhodes has even said she doesn't really want to be wrestling. I don't blame her. You know, she... I admire the fact that she is working really hard to get better at her craft, but Brandy Rhodes is not on the level of an Anna Jay or Tay Conti just isn't. And, and that's no fault of her own other than the fact that she got started in the wrestling game very late in her life. Late in her life sounds weird. She's in her thirties, but. I think you get the point. I hope this gets, I don't know. I hope this gets the attention of a Tony Khan, of a Cody Rhodes, of a Brandy Rhodes, of a Kenny Omega, whoever the fuck is booking this division right now. It'd be easy for me to say, well, let me come in and book it. I mean, no one's going to fucking let me do that. I wish they would. That'd be great. I feel like I would kill it, but that's not in the cards. And right now, AEW has a finite number of, of, of matches they can put on a dynamite, a, a finite number of uh, matches they can put on a pay-per-view AEW dark wide open. So if we're looking to get traction within the women's division, the place to start right now might be dark. And obviously that's not for your world title, but that's for those other feuds that we're talking about. The, you know, the, the, you know, your, your Nyla Rose or, or whomever, like 
Let's start building some rivalries on AEW Dark. You can build video packages around them when you bring them on to, to, to Dynamite to pay them off a little better, to move the story further in, in a bigger way. Like, why? I understand that you only give the women, at best, one segment per week. Fine. But Dark, we got all day to build something on Dark. I mean, Fuck, 15 matches, 14 matches, over two hours. I, I, I love Dark. Love it. And I know that half of the audience that AEW gets right now for Dynamite translates over to Dark. So I feel like there's enough cross appeal and, and, and knowledge of the product for that to be a viable option to build stories. That's my solution right now. And to be honest, it's the best solution I've heard. It's the best solution on the table. Because I haven't heard another solution come out of the AEW camp. And that's a shame. That's our podcast for today. I want to tell each and every one of you, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my diatribe. I hope it was at least entertaining, if nothing else hopefully informative. Hopefully it gives you hope. I don't know, but I I would love to get your feedback. Truly. If, if anything I said resonated with you, reach out to us on Twitter. You can get a hold of us at PW elitist on Twitter and Instagram, or you can always send us an email at PW elitist at gmail.com. If you want to send something to me directly, That's at Corey A. Atkinson on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for the exact spelling of my name, that is in the show notes, uh, the show description, and so on. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That is the best way to help us get recognized, to help us get a little bit of momentum. And as you're subscribing, take a step further. Go ahead and leave a five-star review on your podcast player of choice that, again, helps us to to get recognized to hopefully get more listeners and potentially sponsors down the road for the pro wrestling elitist podcast i hope you guys are having a great week i am really looking forward to dynamite tomorrow um keep an eye out for me on twitter i'll be doing some live tweeting during dynamite until then take care